It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On NBA Fantasy Minute is presented by Price Picks. Price Picks is the most fun you can have playing daily fantasy basketball and winning up to 25 times your money. Go to pricepicks.com slash locked on NBA and use the code locked on NBA for a first deposit match up to $100. We are very much in the thick of the fantasy basketball playoffs. You might be starting it this week, you might be already in it, it might be a week away. And at this point of the year, with only five weeks left in the entire regular season, Playing the schedule is the most important thing. So this week, the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Los Angeles Lakers play two games only. So any fringe players you have from those teams, even guys, yes, like Kyle Anderson replacing Kyle Anthony Towns, that's not worth it with two games on. You need to be stacking extra games and you need to be looking at the teams with four games. You need to be looking at teams with games early in the week and then switching them out for teams with more games later in the week. Get more games in, play the schedule, be cutthroat with injuries and get players in to get yourself success for fantasy basketball. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Magic. Your daily Orlando Magic Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is January 8th, 2021. My name is Philip Austin. I'm an expert insight editor over at orlandomagicdaily.com. Of course, follow me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. Thanks for letting me come to you here on a Friday afternoon. Hopefully this episode will carry you through the weekend as the Orlando Magic gets set to take on the Houston Rockets on Friday and the Dallas Mavericks on Saturday. So thanks for having me in here and sorry for being a little bit late. Uh, sometimes I need to get some sleep. Uh, happens happens on occasion and I try to prevent that, but hey, we all, we all got to get our six hours. Uh, I, I got to listen to Coach Clifford on that one. On today's episode of Locked on Magic, we're going to talk about what comes next for the Orlando Magic, uh, why it's still too early in the season to pack things in, and who is going to need to step up. I, I think that answer is pretty obvious, but we'll talk a little bit about what the Magic are going to look like at the point guard position here for the time being. And then I'll talk very briefly about the uh, game against the Houston Rockets that will be coming up tonight at 8 o'clock. If you're listening to this on like a Saturday or Sunday, you can probably skip that section. But before we do any of that, I do want to remind you all that you can check out all the great podcasts on the Lockdown Podcast Network by searching every download podcast for Lockdown and the team you're looking for. Just like this podcast here covering the Orlando Magic with excruciating detail, there's podcast covering every single team in the NBA with the same level of care and detail that you can only find from a local expert who knows their team best. Want the lowdown on the Houston Rockets or recap of Friday's game? Or look ahead to the Dallas Mavericks. Check out Locked On Rockets and check out our good friends at Locked On Mavericks. Oh, Locked On Rockets are our good friends too. We've had them on the show before as well. No matter what your team is, whether it's in the NBA, NFL, NHL, MLB, or college too, there is a Locked On podcast for you. Just search for every download podcast for Locked On and the team you're looking for. The Locked On Podcast Network, it's your team every day. Things obviously look really, really bleak right, right now. Um, the the Magic's most two prized young prospects, the, the players that they've put their money down and said, these are our franchise futures, are both on the shelf with torn ACLs. Um, we already know we will not see Jonathan Isaac this year. We'll have to wait till the 2022 season to see him play again. And now Mark L. Fultz is out for the remainder of the 2021 season. With I've seen some people say that, you know, maybe if, you know, rehab goes well, he could be ready for training camp next year. Um, 
I think that's a little bit rushed. I, it takes a full year to recover from an ACL tear. I would not expect Markel Fultz back until the midpoint of the 2022 season. So, you know, I, honestly, I mean, is it possible that the Magic hold Fultz out the entire 2022 season? Sure, absolutely. That's going to depend on rehab and and how he progresses through his injury. But hold out some hope that we will get to see the Magic at some form of full force at some point during the 2022 season. But in the immediate aftermath of Fultz tearing his ACL, uh, it did not take long for the conversation to shift. Um, Just like it did not take long for the conversation to shift after Jonathan Isaac's injury inside the bubble. When a key player like those two go down on a team that has such a small margin for error, on a team that you know, has ambitions to be more than what they've been, but in reality is likely to be a playoff bottom feeder. It does not take long for the conversation to turn to, you know, gifs of tanks. Let's just say it. If you listen to this podcast, you know how I feel about tanking. You know how I feel about that strategy, about that mentality, about everything about it. And One of the paths forward for this Magic team in the wake of Jonathan Isaac's injury, just like it is now, is what John Hollinger has called the soft tank, what I call the accidental tank. Did I think it was, did I think and do I think it's still possible for something like that to happen, where the bottom just falls out? Yes. This team's margin for error is incredibly small and injuries to the wrong players. Marco Fultz might honestly be one of them. I, I didn't completely think he would be. But injuries to the wrong players could cause the whole thing to bottom out. And we may very well be staring a season down like the last time the Magic started 6-2 and in 2018. If you remember 2018, the Magic were 6-2 and and then Jonathan Isaac went down with that ankle sprain and they were never quite the same. Terrence Ross got hurt. I think Nikola Vucevic missed some time. Evan Forney missed some time. That season became a disaster of injuries and eventually led to the firing of Frank Vogel and a a disappointing season that ended up with the Magic uh, drafting fifth and taking Mohamed Bamba. Those kind of seasons happen. And if that's how the Magic get to a top pick in this draft, so be it. But the one thing that happened that season is the Magic got the chance to succeed or to fail. The Magic got the chance to set their own destiny and... Yes, if they were going to be bad, it was going to be decided on the court. It was going to be decided by what they did on the floor. Not because of some overarching strategy or not because the team did something nefarious to put themselves there. For If the Magic end up, you know, this season can still turn in one of two ways. The Magic can still be exactly what we think they are and compete for a playoff spot. Or it could all fall apart. And both feel very real and very likely to happen. I'm not going to sit here and say it's impossible that the Magic aren't going to be that team. But that is not this team's goal. And this team has no reason, and fans, frankly, have no reason to give up on this season yet. As I've told numerous people, give this team the chance to fail. Give this team the chance to succeed. We're eight games into the season. No one goes into a season believing they're bad. Everyone goes into the season believing they're going to accomplish some goal. And the teams that don't believe that, well, 
they don't, they actually don't find success. I mean, find, you know, honestly, find me an example where tanking has worked. The Sixers have gotten there, maybe, but they are, they're winning championships. The Celtics, you know, didn't tank to get all their draft picks. They had made some very smart and shrewd moves uh, and pulled the plug when they needed to on, on, a veter- on a veteran aging team and took advantage of the largesse of the Brooklyn Nets, but they didn't tank. Honestly, the Brooklyn Nets didn't tank either, if you're looking for another example of a team that's gotten very good very quickly. The teams that are successful, yes, take advantage of when they're bad, um, you know, on one-off things. You know, the Hawks had their first year without making the playoffs, got the fifth pick, you know, or got uh, got the third pick, traded down to take Trey Young and, and picked up some assets in the process there too. Dallas Mavericks had one bad year where, yes, at the, by the end of the season, Mark Cuban admitted that they were tanking games. And again, when all hope is lost, absolutely go for it. Absolutely, if all hope is lost, if there is nothing else to gain except for playing young players and taking the lumps, I have no problem with that. Y'all may remember that draft, particularly the Magic played the final game. People bring it up to me all the time. And I wrote, and I think I said if I was doing this when I was doing this podcast at the time, I wrote and I said, there's no reason the Magic should win this game. And in fact, the roster the Magic put out that night suggested that much. But players are going to play hard and they should play hard and they should try to win. The bottom line, the bottom line is this on, on this argument. We are still too early in the season to say anything about any team. The freaking Toronto Raptors are one in five or one in four, whatever it is. They've got one or two wins. Do you think they're going to stay down there? Do you, I mean, do you think that, that they're giving up on their season, that they think it's over? There might be more levels of panic. Are the Dallas Mavericks packing it in because they're three and four or four and four or whatever it is? Are the Houston Rockets done because they're two and five? No, I mean, they got the James Harden saga to deal with. Uh, uh, between a rock and rock and a hardened place, as I'm calling it, um, the season is too young to make any decisions one way or the other. There are still too many factors and too many things that can happen. And yes, the Magic are giving opportunity to a young player to shine now. The Magic are turning the keys over to a young player, and they're going to sink or swim based on Cole Anthony. I, I hate to put it all on that on that kid. Because the situation he's been given is completely unfair. And the rest of the Magic players, Nikola Vucic and Aaron Gordon especially, uh, and Evan Fournier when he comes back, are going to have to help him in every way that they can and shoulder some of that burden so that Cole Anthony isn't just overwhelmed. But we're going to learn a lot about this kid. The Magic took this kid with the 15th pick. We're going to learn a lot about him, especially here in the next two weeks. And we're going to have to see him grow and progress if this team wants to accomplish its goals. But the Magic have made it clear over the last three years that their approach, that Jeff Weltman's approach is winning is the best way to develop. Playing in competitive games, playing meaningful games, practicing even at the smallest scales what it takes to be excellent. That's how you grow a team. That's how you build a team. That's how, as much as Jeff Weltman hates this word, you build a culture. You look back at 2018, the last time the Magic were 6-2. Jeff Waltman was still in his first year here. The Magic didn't have that built in. When the bottom dropped out then, it dropped out completely. And the Magic had no clue how to get it back. 
this team is different. This team is taking this major injury. And I suspect that they're going to be, I don't think they'll be as good, but they're going to be fine. They're still going to be in the fight. They're still going to be in the race. It's, it's a lot to ask them to maintain the second spot in the Eastern Conference. Again, the next two weeks when the Magic play eight of their next nine games on the road, or it's next three weeks, really, this is going to be a huge determinant in the season. How the Magic perform these next three weeks, it's not the entire season, but the next three weeks are going to determine whether the Magic are the surprise team of the Eastern Conference or back into that eight, seven, eight, nine ringer. This is the season, folks. I mean, again, not the entire season, but this is a big chunk of the season. And, and, and as we noted when the schedule came out, the Magic are have the easiest schedule on paper, at least in the preseason, um, in the NBA. We were always going to know by the midpoint of the season which way this season was going to turn. And with the trade deadline happening after the midpoint of the season, before the second half of the schedule comes out, the Magic would know what they needed to do in the trade deadline, and moving forward. And certainly the Markel Fultz injury is going to play a part in determin- and determination of what they do moving forward. But the big thing I ask of everyone now is give this team the chance, the res- honestly, the respect they've de- deserved and earned as a team that's made the playoffs last two years. This team isn't going to fold. This team isn't going to quit. This team isn't thinking the way a lot of fans are and giving up on this season. We're eight freaking games into the season. This isn't the time to give up. There's still so much to play. So if you're a positive thinker like me, give this team the chance to succeed. Give this team to prove you give this team the chance to prove you wrong. If you're pessimistic, then all I'm asking is give this team the chance to fail. Because if this team's destined to tank by the end of the season, they'll start losing games. They don't need that. You don't need to help a team tank. The tanking teams do it all by themselves. We'll talk a little bit more about what to expect from Cole Anthony and the Orlando Magic as they move forward without Marco Fultz here coming up in just a bit. But first, it is a big weekend in. It's the sports world. The NBA, of course, going strong. The NHL is getting ready to start too, but that's not this weekend. The NFL playoffs, the super wild card weekends. And of course, the college football playoff is all coming up. There's only one place that has you covered and one place we trust to get in on the game, and that's betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use that promo code Locked On for your 50% welcome bonus. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action with the NFL playoffs and college football playoff coming up this weekend. Don't forget to use that promo code LOCKEDON to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Twenty twenty is mercifully over. It's time for a fresh start and a few more wins. If you're betting this year and want more wins, 
Listen to Locked On Bets with the boy Q and Lee Sterling of Paramount Sports. They are picking college basketball, football, and NBA locks all winter long. Subscribe to Locked On Bets wherever you get podcasts today. Obviously, the Orlando Magic are getting ready to enter some some unknown territory. Um, They are getting ready to throw their first-round pick into the fire in a way that, frankly, I don't remember the last time Honestly, the last time a Magic team this good threw a rookie into the fire this much was probably Courtney Lee in 2009, uh, at least in games that matter. You know, maybe Jonathan Isaac in his rookie year. Uh, you know, Bamba got put in as a rookie, but he wasn't starting. Isaac started fairly quickly, I want to say. I mean, Markel Fultz last year was technically a rookie, or at least experientially a rookie, but um, I don't think the Magic have ever, on a team that has this kind of ambition, and certainly this kind of record, has, has put a rookie into such a key and critical role since Courtney Lee uh, in 2009 again. Um, again, I might be blanking on some some other players, but uh, it, it feels like that was the last time this is, was a winning team that was relying so heavily on a rookie. And again, that was a championship team. That wasn't that wasn't a team that's kind of searching to get to the middle tier of the NBA play of the Eastern Conference playoff picture. At that time, of course, Courtney Lee wasn't relied on to do much more than some very, very simple things. Um, he was the fifth option on offense. His job was essentially to uh, sit on the three-point line, make a few harkless cuts. Um, a harkless cut, for those that don't know, is my offhand term for a player that you sort of ignore in the corner, and he occasionally makes a baseline cut for a dunk when the defense isn't paying attention to him. Uh, that 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 is what I call a harkless cut. Um, we love you, Mo. Don't don't take that as an offense. Uh, that's that's kind of what you did when you were in Orlando. Um, his role was very very simple though. It was defend. It was uh, it was it, you know be a good team defender, good def- good be a good defensive player. Hit an open three when he got it, uh, and, and sort of just stay out of the way. Um, you know that team had so many offensive weapons. They didn't need Courtney Lee to do a ton, and so it was easy to to slide him in. And keep Michael Petrus coming off the bench. It was always, you know, just sort of like how the Magic finished with Terrence Ross right now. Michael Petrus was the, the team's finishing player. They just preferred to bring him off the bench. And, and again, that move didn't come. The decision to, to move Michael Petrus off the bench didn't come until maybe midway through the season. Uh, you know, Courtney Lee, I think, didn't start didn't start starting games until game 35, 36, 37, you know, game 40, somewhere near midpoint of the season. Um, correct me if I'm wrong on that. My memory might be a bit off. But that role was very, very small. And that was a shooting guard role. You know, the Magic obviously haven't started a starting uh, a rookie point guard like this since Alfred Payton. Um, we saw how that kind of went. Um, Victor Oladipo started at point guard a little bit uh, his rookie year, but obviously that team didn't have the same pressure and was very exper- experimental. This is a big, big move for a rookie, especially with everything that rookies have had to go through this year. No summer league, shortened training camp, no September mini camps, which Steve Clifford says is so important to the development of teams. The Magic are going to throw their young player into the fire and test him immediately in ways that I don't think they wanted to do. You know, Clifford said his goal with with, uh, Cole Anthony was to bring him along slowly. Uh, especially because of all those things that I just mentioned. They wanted to really narrowly define his role and make sure that he was focused on a couple key things and then slowly expand it as he mastered it and got more comfortable. I'll say this. You know, when you watch Cole Anthony play, you can see that he's probing and he's still trying to figure out where his offense is going to come. I think he does a really good job getting to his spots. But right now, the game just feels very, very fast for him. He's eight games into his NBA career. 
it you can tell by the way that he's finishing around the rim. You can tell by even some of his jumpers that it's still a bit of a rush for him. Um, you know, again, and it's not to say that he's nervous or that he's not prepared. Um, it, it's not to say any of that. It's just the speed of the game is so different. It does take a little bit of an adjusting to. And, and some rookies are able to do it very, very quickly. Um, but others need a little bit of time. And, and Cole Anthony's shooting splits aren't great. He's shooting less than 20% on threes. He's, you know, shooting 33%, I believe, from the from the field overall. Um, he's getting his shots. He's getting his looks. But they're just not going down. And Cole Anthony will be the first to acknowledge that he needs to make some shots. Um, that's that's kind of the big thing missing with him. But overall, I think the Magic have been very, very happy and pleased with his play. Um, if you are looking for hints of his development and his growth, even through eight games, look on the defensive end. Where he has been, you know, he's been attacked every time he's been on the court. Teams always attack rookies. They test rookies, especially early in the year. And Cole Anthony's gotten his his fair share of tests, and he's been beaten plenty of times. But the dude competes, and that was the one thing that Jeff Waltman told us about him from the very beginning. This dude competes. This dude is going to fight. This dude is going to 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 be a a guy that's not going to back down from anything. I, I honestly. Uh, in Monday's game against the Cleveland Cavaliers, I thought the biggest moment for Cole Anthony was not the block on Colin Sexton, which was very impressive. Um, it was he—he he got a—he got—he went for a drive and Javale McGee tied him up. Um, you know, got a hand on the ball before he could get the ball up and and got a jump ball. Uh, and, and you know that's uh, and I, obviously Cole was I think kicking himself a little bit for allowing that to happen. But you know they got into the jump circle and you know six foot six one Cole Anthony is staring up at. Seven footer, you know, six eleven, Javale McGee, and he's sizing him up, trying to figure out how am I going to win this tip. And honestly, it's those moments that tell me that Cole Anthony's going to be all right, guys. Um, it's those moments that really make me believe that Cole Anthony's going to to, to find a future in this league and, and be a, a key player for this team. This is a guy that's not going to back down. I don't think he's going to give up. He knows he's making mistakes. I think he's frustrated with his mistakes. Steve Clifford's honestly said, you know. Cole Anthony sometimes focused too much on the mistakes. He's such a perfectionist that, you know, he does three good things, but he focuses on the one bad thing. And, you know, he's he you know, you look for that competitive fire in him. He's he's drawn four charges this year, which leads the team. Um, he's been, you know, he had those two nice blocks on Cole, on Colin Sexton the last two nights. You know, I, I agree with Steve Clifford. I think he's done a decent job organizing the team and getting them into their sets. Uh, and playing at a high, at a high level, but obviously his role is still very narrowly ta- tailored, and I think that's still going to be the case when the Magic get out on the, get out on the floor on Friday against the Rockets and, and moving forward. I think that the Magic are going to tell you know have him run some pick and rolls. So he's going to get more offense called for him. He's going to have to step up. He's going to have to score more efficiently and effectively, uh, and he's going to have to make three pointers. Um, the one thing that Cole Anthony is going to provide that Marco Fultz doesn't is a little bit of floor spacing. Is a little bit of um, activity on the perimeter that that defenses are going to have to respect, and and the Magic are going to have to take advantage of that. But that's only going to happen if Cole Anthony makes his shots. And so yes, Cole Anthony has to make shots. It, he is being forced to grow up much faster than the Magic want. But I think the Magic are also going to look to to move him off the ball a little bit more. Um, you know, they're gonna they're gonna protect him a little bit. He's not going to have to do all the driving responsibility that Marco Fultz had. And so yes, their offense is going to change. I would expect to see a lot more cutting. Um, I would expect to see a lot more work from the high post with Nikola Vucevic. I'd expect to see maybe some Aaron Gordon post-ups to try and get others involved, to try and get uh, some paint touches that way. Um, we will see plenty of pick and rolls and maybe some staggered screens to try and spring Cole Anthony open a little bit more. Um, if Evan Fournier is back out on the court, um, you know, when he, when he gets back on the court, 
yes, I would expect to see him initiating offense a little bit more and running some pick and rolls there as well. Um, Honestly, I do think that if Michael Carter-Williams were healthy, Michael Carter-Williams would get the starting nod at point guard and Cole Anthony would still come off the bench. I think that would fit their development plan better. Um, But this is a perfect opportunity to see what this kid can do. This is a perfect opportunity to give Cole Anthony the keys to the kingdom and, and, and to let him really gain some confidence. I mean, this is... This is going to be a sink or swim moment for Cole Anthony. And the Magic are going to do their best to, to keep him afloat and keep him uh, confident. Um, but this stretch coming up here, the rest of the season, I wouldn't say it's career-defining because um, he's going to have his ups and downs. But we're going to learn exactly what the Magic have in Cole Anthony here uh, in the next whatever months it is. And it's certainly in the next two, three weeks, we're going to learn just how good Cole Anthony is and how ready he is for the NBA because he's going to be asked to do a lot more than the Magic were, were planning to ask him. Um, they got to help them out, him out in as mu- many areas as they can. But we're going to learn a lot about Cole Anthony here coming up. And it's, you know, for everyone who's, you know, again, the, the crowd from the segment before, for those who are eager to see this young team blossom and develop, we're going to see that. The Magic are being forced to play these young players, uh, play a young player like Cole Anthony much sooner than they probably wanted to. And we're going to learn a lot about him. Um, I'm excited for it, to be honest. I'm, I'm frustrated, obviously, that the Magic don't have their best players, but I'm excited to see what Cole can do. I, I've been super impressed with him for the things that I didn't expect to be impressed with him. I expected to be more impressed with his offense, and, and I think that's going to come. I think that I think that a lot of it is just the speed of the game. And once the game slows down a little bit for him, I think we'll see his numbers start to creep up, and, and, and it's going to take some time. It's going to take a little bit of patience. Um, but I do think that Cole Anthony is taking the right steps. When we come back, we'll talk a little bit more about the Houston Rockets and what the Magic have in store for the weekend. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late-season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up-to-date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Friday on Locked On NBA, join Anthony Irwin of Locked On Lakers and Adam Morris of Locked On Nuggets for a wrap-up of the biggest stories around the league. I'm sure they'll talk about the Markel Fultz injury. Anthony and Adam bring you game recaps, weekend previews, and a weekly NBA power ranking you cannot miss. Subscribe to Locked On NBA Podcast today wherever you get podcasts. The Orlando Magic take their Texas road trip before their big road trip coming up starting next week as they take on the Houston Rockets and the Dallas Mavericks on Friday and Saturday. This is going to be an extremely difficult road trip, even though both the Mavericks and the Rockets are struggling a little bit out of the gates. These are obviously, though, two very, very talented teams and teams that are going to be very, very difficult to handle. Of course, when you're talking about the Houston Rockets, tip off Friday night at 8 o'clock. Everything has to start with James Harden. And and Harden still, you know, I watched their game against the Indiana Pacers. James Harden is still James Harden, don't get me wrong. I mean, he slows the pace down, kind of lulls you to sleep and, and dribbles dribbles the air out of the ball and then takes whatever crease you give him uh, and and takes huge advantage of it. Um, this Rockets team, though, is, is more than James Harden. I don't think they're running as many sets for James Harden. I don't think they're running... As much for Harden, although he's certainly still there and certainly still a factor. Uh, but this Rockets team, uh, what's, what I found really interesting about watching them, and they're still piecing a lot of things together. They're still figuring out how to play with each other. 
but they could play at multiple paces. This is not some uniform monolithic team. This is not a team that honestly has one style of play. They've got, you know, they're shooters. They've got Eric Gordon. They've got James Harden, obviously. But they've got, you know, a way to play that they can beat you in multiple ways. Um, John Wall looks as good as John Wall's looked. Um, the, the Rockets are actually, I think, the only team in the NBA right now with three players averaging 20 points per game in James Harden, John Wall, and Christian Wood. Um, this is a team that is really, really dynamic offensively. And, and again, Wall will push the pace and he can still get downhill and still get into a lane. And that's going to be really, really difficult for the Magic to deal with. They've struggled a little bit with guards who like to push the pace and guards that like to to really get after, get, really get after you. Um, DeMarcus Cousins looks really healthy and, and looks really good and is just a bull in a china shop in the paint. Uh, he has been really, he, he looks really difficult to handle right now. And I think he's playing really motivated, really um, really encouraged basketball, and, and again, that just makes this team all the more dynamic and, and dangerous offensively. They, they, this is a team that's going to score points and it's going to put a lot of stress on a defense. But um, and I think Christian Wood honestly adds a, another element to them because he helps them in transition. I mean, uh, this is this is a team that I think their their initial offense is John Wall try and get to the basket and create something, and if that doesn't work, give the ball to Harden, clear out, and let him do his thing. Um, and and that, that I think that attack really works, and honestly works. Uh, it feels like it works a lot better than it did last year with Russell Westbrook, although I think the jury's still out on that. I think some of that has to do with more with the surrounding cast. So how are the Magic going to win this game? Um, you know, I think asking Cole Anthony to guard John Wall is going to be a very, very tough task. It wouldn't surprise me if they move him over and have him guard David Nwaba, who's also played very, very well to start the season, and try and guard John John Wall with, um, with Dwayne Bacon or with... Um, or, or even with Aaron Gordon, to be perfectly honest. Um, try, you know, I think Aaron Gordon will probably get the call on James Harden, uh, at least to start with. Um, it, it, I, I think that they'll try and hide Cole Anthony a little bit, put Dwayne Bacon on him. Um, you know, they'll 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 probably start Gary Clark. It depends if Evan Fournier plays. Evan Fournier still listed as questionable with the back spasms. Um, Christian Wood also listed as questionable with left knee soreness. I'm looking at the 8:30 p.m. report report from Thursday. Um, so it's not clear whether either team will have its full complement of players. Um, Fournier, Fournier said he wasn't able to do a ton in practice on Thursday. Um, they didn't do a lot anyway, but um, it's still kind of a wait and see how he feels. He obviously tried to play. He was on the active roster on, on Wednesday's game, but wasn't able, wasn't able to play. Um, he said, you know, the plane ride probably isn't going to help his back very much, but Evan Fournier will be on the trip. Michael Carter-Williams will not be on the trip, so he is out for the next two games for sure. Um, it's, it's definitely a struggle here. It's, it's, this is definitely going to be a team. This is a team that I think does not necessarily fit the Magic's eye. But the thing, the, the things the Magic have to do to win this game, and it's really the same thing that they have to do against Dallas too, um, they have to do their best to prevent penetration. Um, Houston is a good three-point shooting team. You know, Nawaba can hit from three. Cousins can hit from three a little bit. Uh, Harden can obviously hit. Um, you know, they, Eric Gordon's obviously a really good three-point shooter. The Magic are going to have to do their best to defend the paint and the three-point line, and, and that's not easy. Um, you know, Cleveland, I think they could get away a little bit with not defending the three-point line because Cleveland does such a good job of living in the paint. But really, to me, the, the difference in this game is going to be how the offense operates. If the Ma- you know the Magic turned the ball over a lot against Cleveland, and that's what Cleveland's very good at defensively, is forcing turnovers and getting out in transition. Orlando has to do a better job protecting the ball in this game. And that's, again, going to be especially tough with Cole Anthony running the point full-time for the first time uh, in a game. 
Um, you know, I think Wall's going to get up, get up into him. I think he, Wall's really going to test him, and Wall's, you know, speed and, and quickness is, is going to be something that Cole Anthony's going to really struggle with at times, I think, in this game. But if the Magic can limit their turnovers and limit transition opportunities, they'll have a chance to win this game. You know, I think Nikola Vucevic, you know, this isn't going to be Nikola Vucevic playing DeMarcus Cousins from five years ago. Um, you know, I think this is a very different Vucevic and obviously a very different Cousins. Um, and, and I think that matchup's going to be key. If, if Vucevic can shake off all the struggles that he's had with DeMarcus Cousins over the years and play really, really well in that front, I think the Magic have a very good chance of winning this game. And I think the Magic definitely have an edge and an advantage there. Um, if that's not the case, if, if Cousins is able to stymie Vucevic or if the, the Rockets are able to force turnovers on Orlando, it's going to be a long night. Um, you know, again, the Magic have to shoot a lot better. Um, that's that, that's something that they did really well, I thought, against Cleveland on Wednesday uh, after the, the slow start. Um, it's obviously still a work in progress on the offensive side of the ball, and it's going to be a complete work in progress there. Um, the Magic's defense has gotten a lot better. Um, I just, I, my concern is that just Cole Anthony, it, I just, you just don't know what to expect from him. Uh, I think he'll compete. I think he'll have good moments in the game. I think he'll have bad moments in the game. And, and I think, you know, trusting a rookie point guard is very, very risky. And, you know, again, it's not necessarily that he's going to play bad. It's that rookies make mistakes. And and, and this is going to be a team that I think is going to be really difficult to make mistakes against, against if you're the Orlando Magic. I think this is a game where their depth is really getting tested. Um, and we'll see. Um, you know, I think the Magic certainly have an advantage on the bench. I think Terrence Ross is going to need a big game for the Magic to have a chance here. Um, but that's something we've come to expect from him throughout the course of the game of the season so far. The Orlando Magic will take on the Houston Rockets at 8 o'clock on Friday. They'll take on the Dallas Mavericks at 8.30 on Saturday. Both tips on Fox Sports Twitter. We'll have a complete recap of those games coming up on our next episode of Locked on Magic. But that's going to do it for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. You can, of course, follow us on Twitter at Locked on Magic. Subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, Himalaya, Google Play, Spotify, and all the fun places to download podcasts for your podcast-enabled listening device. You can find me on Twitter at philiprr underscore And of course, for the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. You can, of course, follow us there on Twitter uh, at omagicdaily for complete updates during the games this weekend. But that's going to do it for me today. I want to thank you again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. For Orlando Magic and Lo- Magic Daily and Locked on Magic, this has been Philip Ross and Mike. Have a great weekend. Thanks for letting me come in here on an afternoon. We'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked on Magic. Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.